Hey everybody, welcome to Don't Make Me Come Back There. We are a funny podcast about family. My name is Dustin Nickerson. I am a stand-up comedian and the host of the aforementioned podcast. And alongside me, or across side from me, yeah. not side, yeah, across the table from me right now is Stephen English. Yeah, what's up? You'd like stand-up to say- comedian and producer of this podcast. Thank you, Backseaters, for tuning in. Uh, we are so excited to give to you today's Epi- episode epilogue epilogue it is an epilogue it's gonna what, what would you think an epilogue is it's this episode so good it gives you epilepsy <laughs> <laughs> that's a good episode you'll, you'll that's never like that be old peter to... gabriel video from the 80s <laughs> yeah. like this video is so good you may have a seizure that's a good video that video is woke uh or lit that video is it's so sad when I say it. Oh man, yeah, I almost. I feel I like every time I up. say, I'm at that age now where like I could say a popular word around my kids, and me saying it, Kill it. would end them <laughs> saying it. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Oh yeah, definitely. I also feel like right now they hate anything that I like, and so like there are some things that are important for me for them to like. Sure. So I've considered hating it. Sure. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Like it's really important to me. That my kids like like grunge music, sure, because like it's the most important genre of music to me as a kid who grew up in Seattle in the nineties. Right, because I was so always I, I want to like go into their room and be like, you know who sucks? Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know who's the worst band ever? Pearl Jam. Yeah, turn the that worst. Pearl Jam down. Yeah, oh, <laughs> awful. Just anyway. So <laughs> we have a great episode today. We have an episode with A G. From the unbelievably popular podcast, Muller, she wrote. Muller. Uh, so you guys are going to get into this. This is unlike, uh, Stephen, would you agree? This is a, probably different than, has a different tone. Yeah. And different topics than anything we've ever talked about on For our sure. podcast. Even though we do talk a lot about family. Yeah. And we talk a lot about AG's family. And as we get into it, really at the beginning, you will find out why we say AG as opposed to her full name. Yes. Which is very interesting. And it involves the president mm-hmm. of the United States of America. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if any of you are avid podcast listeners, then you already know the Molar Shiro podcast. It is. Um, just a very, very popular, very successful, very interesting uh, podcast, and it is done by uh, three comedians that uh, Stephen and I both know yeah. um, and work the scene with, and AG is a comedian that I've known for a long time and has been very funny, uh, and, I've, and I've worked alongside for a long time, and then recently, over the last year and a half, I think two years, she says, uh, this, incredi- this, this podcast has really taken off, and uh, it's, it's great. It's a, it's a, it's a unique, uh, interesting, insightful podcast of which uh, three um, people put a lot of work and time and yeah. thought and effort and research into, so regardless of whether or not you agree or disagree with it, I always recommend uh, diving in and listening to yeah. this stuff in this podcast. So, it's a good podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. So um, this is easily our most political yeah. podcast, agree or disagree. Oh, 100% agree. Yeah. <laughs> Being that we mention anything to do with politics at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> People be like, what do you think about Trump? Or like, what do you think about your mom leaving? That's what, <laughs> that's really, that's more of the things that mm, I'm interested in. Um, but we do talk about AG's life quite a bit. Yeah. Um, uh, specifically her time in the military. Yep. Uh, what that experience was like for her. Uh, and then also 
We talk some politics. We talk her individual life and upbringing and Catholic school and uh, relationship with parents and marriage and all kinds of funny stuff. So, you know, we're still a funny podcast about family in this. Um, But we encourage you guys to... uh, I don't know if I if I was a backseater, uh, which I am. I'm one of the few people who's probably listened to every episode. Maybe the only person that's listened to every episode. I, I have not. Yeah. I'd be excited, like, oh, I'm gonna hear something new on yeah. this one today. So I hope you guys uh, enjoy this episode with Ag and check out uh, hers and their podcast, uh, Muller. She wrote. Uh, that's how you find it on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Muller, as in Robert, M U E L L E R. She wrote. Uh, that is their handle on Instagram. And Twitter, you telling me to speak right in the yeah, mic. Speak I'm, into the microphone. I'm like right a, here. Look, I haven't even like a professional comedian. See, man. here's the thing. Like you do this you for a living. Rebuke me for this all the time. I rebuke thee. Uh, and my <laughs> mouth is. I, I am making out with this microphone. <laughs> that's why. Yeah, that's why. This you... microphone could press charges against me <laughs> if this was not okay. This is going to go down a road that I don't want it to go down on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just give me more work to do. I am, I'm, you, you're trying to rebuke me, but I'm right here. Listen, it's when you're an eccentric artist like me. Oh my God. You know, you just, it's not, I can't be that controlled. You just, you're, you're you like the I mean? Pearl Jam of podcasts. Yeah, I can't be that calculated. You understand? <laughs> I just have to go as my art fuels me. Oh my gosh. That is. I've said some pretentious uh, things on this podcast. You're so lucky that you're I've talked about how much reach time I spent in first class and the yeah. Delta Lounge and how I like things like yoga and golf. And that is easily the most pretentious thing. I've never wanted to slap you more in my life. <laughs> hey, cool. Thanks for turning off your cell phone before we sat and did the, Thank you. Don't rebuke me. You are overpaid. You shan't rebuke me. Melissa, how are the lunches coming? We are in my kitchen right now. <laughs> uh, today's uh, intro is recorded at the dining room table of um, uh, of the Nickerson household. Um, Steven's not paying attention. He's I am, literally I am, on his phone. I'm helping uh, my, so I'm I decided I would talk test. to my wife, who just finished making lunches, and, uh, and now is going to do some stretching. Um, she's been having some, uh, what's this stretching for? TMJ. Do you know what TMJ is? Too many jowls. Too many jowls. Too <laughs> many jobs around the house. Am I right? She works hard. Um, <laughs> she's got the she got the jaw problems. It's not a real thing. Um, it's one of those things you're like, my jaw hurts. And like, what are, what are we, should we, they won't stop whining. Let's make up a disease. It's called TMJ. Here, put a block in between your knees. That'll fix it. Um, I'm sorry. She suffers from a lot of pain. Actually, it's pretty serious. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Again, uh, the mother of your children. Yeah, she's in a, she's that in a lot in of pain. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. I've aired your psoriasis on this podcast. Yeah. And now we at. Yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, I don't, we are off the rails already. Yeah. I'm trying to see. 737 we'll come no. back <laughs> we'll come back in on that we'll come back in on that <laughs> we'll come back in at 737 listen um i i too have been doing some stretching i think i've told you that that i told you the story of when i went in with knee pain yeah and i've been doing like yoga stretches because they said the reason that my knee hurts is because my hamstrings are too tight yes and so i've been doing a lot of yoga and what I think I've been noticing is that I think I swear more than you're supposed to during yoga. <laughs> like, I'm not doing these classes. I'll just be doing it by myself. Right. And I don't I don't use a lot of the curse words, you know, yeah, yeah, in yeah. general. Yeah. Um, but I do a lot when I'm stretching my <laughs> hamstrings. It's just the thing that comes out. 
<laughs> and they're like, yeah, either end. They're like, namaste. And I'm like, I'm, I sound like a Samuel L. Jackson movie. Can someone turn off their phone <laughs> in this podcast? I spent all this money this to get studio? this professional studio right here. <laughs> yeah. And no one in this room can turn it. We were surrounded by my kids' lunches, a leprechaun trap right yeah. there, and Fantastic Gymnastics Vault Challenge, which is not a paid sponsor. And Ooh. Fittingly, <laughs> she did not stick the landing. <laughs> Listen, we've had some bad intros, and this is one of them. No, actually, I think this one's pretty good. <laughs> I think this one is pretty good. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I it's, it's it's an interesting general experience. You do the hot yoga. That I do power yoga. Power I have yoga. like a like two ten different like two videos that I'll do like. One's like the warm-up one. Sure. Where it's just like this one thing that you're supposed to do like four or five times in a row. Uh-huh. And I was like, it feels pretty good. It's like, but like a three-minute jog would get you just as loose, you know? <laughs> uh, but then uh, but then I do the actual workout and I'm dying. Right. I just can't. And then when you're like, it's just you in the video, you don't have anyone else who's bad at it to look at, to sure. encourage you. Get a it, mirror. Put a mirror in front of you. Then you well, have then like I there's got, another yeah, dude that's there. The thing, but that's what I'm comparing, like how high my hamstring goes up in the air sure. versus hers. And it's like, it's like me versus like an actual like NBA player. You don't look you know? like an actual, she doesn't look like the same species. No, she's a professional. Yogateer. Yogi. Is <laughs> that, that's that yours are probably right. Mine's probably not right. I don't, they cannot Yogateer? be Yogi. <laughs> Is there a comparative yogist. religion a major yogist. anywhere in here? The oh, professional wait a yogist. A yogist. <laughs> it's a yogurt, actually. Oh. Uh, yo play. <laughs> Smack yourself, please. Oh, man. I don't... Uh, one thing, though, uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm, try- I'm trying to do my best. Trying. I'm telling you that all the time. Yeah. I'm trying to like, do it my best. It does not show. <laughs> Just let you know. <laughs> I mean, I get the I get the the sentiment, but it's it's I'm not. I'm trying showing. to eat healthier. Yeah. I'm trying so hard, but I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't stop eating all the snacks you because around see my the house look on this man's face <laughs> all the time around my house are sweets, yeah, and just contain like munchy mugs full of sweets oh, and containers. My <laughs> God, just munchy mugs full of. Uh, <sighs> goldfish crackers um, <laughs> that none of them have spilled on the floor so i have they're fresh they're ready to eat i can't even uh, i have to eat them they didn't spill yeah. they didn't hit the floor you know why because munchy mug is the best spill proof <laughs> cup on the market <laughs> see here's the thing about munchy mug not only is it the best spill proof uh cup on the market yeah it, you can get it in a ton of different colors yeah you can get a variety of 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 the how do you want to look what colors do your kids like the design yeah and it's going to make your life easier because not only do you have fresh snacks around the house now that aren't spilling on the floor <laughs> uh also your house is less messy there's free shipping it's made in the usa you can go to and maybe best news of all you can go to munchymug.com yeah. and type in promo code don't make me that is one word don't make me and get 25 percent off of your order so everybody check out munchymug today hallelujah people are getting I got. I wanted to read this to you. People, um, uh, their favorite thing about this podcast has become our ad. Yeah. Which listen up, sponsors. If you ever, want, <laughs> if you ever want a good one, someone said this today. Said what I. What do I like about this podcast? The banter, the revelation of a recording in a car, and Dustin's <laughs> surprise use of the week uh, for Munchy Mug. <laughs> the guest interviews are really great too. <laughs> 
<laughs> I started a podcast that I thought would be a great way to have conversations with people about their uh-huh. lives and their family. And instead, people are like, oh, it's pretty funny how you work in your Just ads. Just one idiot every week. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Just that being th- said, this is one of our best interviews, one of our most interesting interviews, one 100%. of our funniest. I laughed. Yeah. Uh, I get a little nervous in the beginning. Uh, we t- there's, it's, it's, it's really funny, and it's an interesting way. And we actually recorded it at the podcast of Muller She Wrote. So we went to the site itself. Yeah. Um, so everybody, please enjoy this episode with AG uh, from Muller She Wrote and always feel free to uh, rate and subscribe and give us reviews and all those kind of things and shoot us an email at don't make me come back there at gmail.com thanks guys enjoy this episode see ya so are there with that though are there things that you can't talk about yourself then like uh, I can't tell you what agency I work for I can tell you I work for the federal government but I can't tell you what agency and I can't tell you what my title is Let's start this all over because <laughs> I want all of this on air because I'm so <laughs> interested in all of this. But I will. So why don't we start uh, because you and I have been friends now for six, seven years. About that. Yeah. You've had a, a dominant uh, shadow over the San Diego comedy scene since I was a little open micer as one of our true headliners. Uh, but It's now- really only physical, though, because I actually I am pretty tall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh but tell everyone, explain to me why, again, why I, I can't call you your name. As of right now, I come into this secret studio right here, and uh, now I'm not allowed to call you what I've called you for seven years. And it's funny, right, because that's what everybody knows me as. Yeah. And so finally, I, I get a podcast. I put a podcast together, and I, I break through, right? <laughs> I, I get an agency. I get a manager. I'm like, and no one can know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> so how wonderful is that? Um, so you are A.G., yeah, I go by AG, and the reason is is because my, my podcast is mostly political, mm-hmm. and there's a law called the Hatch Act, which says if you are a federal government employee, whether you're a political appointee or whether you're a civil servant hired uh, as a GS or in the executive uh, pay scale, you cannot promote or oppose a political candidate uh, oh. for, pu- for public office that sure. runs on a party, sure. and uh, Trump the day he got into office, he filed for re-election um, for 2024 or 2020. Just so th- went right to it. Didn't, yep. didn't mess around. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of money. In sure. It. So and he is able to spend uh, his donations from his uh, supporters on things like legal fees and yeah. Air Force One and oh, Trump hotels. And so he immediately filed for that. And so this, since he is a the whole time he's been in office, so he's a federal candidate for public office. I am not allowed by law i i am technically but not during work hours and it has to be and i just would rather not him right. sure. not know who i am be- sure because after about uh, a year of him being in office i found out that he actually made a general counsel uh freedom of information act request for my employee records and for so, you personally yes and wow. and i don't know if it was as part of a group or if it was me separately and sure. i also couldn't find out why so I just try to maintain a low profile and try not to violate the law. So I, I probably take more steps than I need to, but that's yeah. why. So are there times that you just miss performing for some rowdy drunks on a Wednesday? <laughs> As just, opposed to having the president trying to figure out who you are? <laughs> <laughs> I still do it. Um, you know, every once in a while, you know, if I if I have time, I'll I'll, I'll take a show and perform yeah. for some rowdy drunks. My favorite. I don't mean that. I, yeah, yeah, but I mean that this is, you don't like that take it to a different level of intensity obviously yeah <laughs> yeah uh-huh. 
different drunks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the, everything about the whole vibe. Like uh, when you mentioned that, I'm like, and now I'm like, I was like, the walls have ears. <laughs> <laughs> We're just in this room that you curtained off all of a sudden, and now I don't get to call you your name. But I'm terrified. <laughs> I know. I bring you in, and I sit you down. Yeah. I close all the curtains and say, and you can't use it. <laughs> yeah. We're blindfolded on the way in. Which I'm was a nice still touch. blindfolded. <laughs> yeah. You I'm can like, take it off. We I'm keep like the, you. Take off the blindfold. I'm like the assistants in the prestige at the end, you know? I don't, that's a very specific reference. Yeah. Anyone? No, okay. And you asked if you could set up a camera, and I mean, technically you can because showing your face doesn't violate the hatch act but i also right. just got back from the gym i look terrible sure it's <laughs> still a human yeah. vanity still applies right. <laughs> so how much of your life do you spend like worrying about anonymity not much honestly uh yeah. having i still see you being pretty feisty on the facebook and mm. so <laughs> yeah so on and so forth yeah and and it's not hard to figure out who i am um mm. it's just i i'm i just don't want to toe the line too much sure. um have him having already sub- like gotten my records i'm like oh maybe i should keep it on the dl as much as i can yeah mm-hmm. wow has that uh because uh, you're married and uh like that's just a new dynamic to the relationship right <laughs> like, <how's> that? <laughs> like before you had a cool job and you're a great comic and things were just plowing along you're like hey also the president is interested in what we're doing. How is that affecting? <laughs> I'm more worried the about the life. Russians, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> they're all, they seem a little scarier than uh, than what we got going on now. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no, it really hasn't. I don't make him call me AG or anything. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> unless we're getting weird, you know. Unless, and that's right. a different story. That'd be amazing if you did, though. <laughs> <laughs> call me AG. Yeah, that was. Uh, I, I, my, it was. I was joking with Melissa, my wife. Or MN. We're just going to all use that. <laughs> <laughs> you already went by CT English. I did. For a long I used to, time. yeah. Well, for like three months. Yeah. That makes me less excited to make. I was, I, when the stuff, when particularly the one spy got busted, I was like, I know this is all bad, but part of me, it, it's just exciting that the world still has Russian spies. Like, this is. <laughs> <laughs> right when you're when you're watching the Americans at home and you're thinking, um, I actually know who Peter Strzok is, who's the guy who caught all these people, right? And, right. And I study him in part of this investigation, and this is all real. Oh yeah. my goodness, it's insane. Oh man, it's it's less fun than it was in Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Rocky Four. No, 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 no. That's real right there. Well, that's an interesting comment. And I must break you. Yeah, when we're like, listen, if we got an American that needs to go against the Russians, their name will be Rocky. I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. So, are you uh, allowed to talk about um, your your past as far as like military? I mean, like, uh, are you able to mention the branch you were in or anything like that? Yeah, I can yeah. say I'm a Navy veteran. Yeah, yeah, that's so, completely fine. Because one of the things that I uh, we, we've had one or two military folks in here, and uh, Stephen, I think you did like a six months in the military. <laughs> I, was in the, I was in the Air Force, so I was like military adjacent. <laughs> I was military adjacent. One thing that we haven't really dove into a lot that I'm always interested in is not only military, but uh, you uh, were and are currently a female and were a female <laughs> in the military. <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I know your name is different now. I don't know. I like how you skirted the PC line there by saying, yeah. I think you still yeah. identify as a female. We're a female. <laughs> uh, I, you still 
act like one. Uh, yes, we, I, we I am she, her. I don't yeah, know. Sure. Uh, I was born this way. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> even if I weren't, that's fine, too. I, I do identify as a woman. I was one of the first women into the nuclear program in the Navy. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that how? So you, what's the percentage? Like in general, you guys would know this more than me of women in the military to men. I uh, think would be higher. I think than the yeah. The I last like time I was in, it was body. growing. It was I, I only have figures from about six or seven years ago. It's fourteen percent or something like that, and that okay. might just be veterans. For one of the first women in the nuclear program, I arrived. Uh, there were uh, me and three other women and like six hundred dudes. Were you fresh out of high school? No, I waited until I was twenty-one to join. Okay, what were you doing? What was life like? between the high school and the Navy? Um, interesting. I went to college. Uh, my, my my father passed away when I was very young. I was 16 years old when my father passed away. 16. He, he left me a little, uh, little uh, money for college, okay. tiny bit. Were you close to him? Very. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he was Air Force. Um, okay. There you go. He passed away at the age of 46 because he uh, of his exposure to Agent Orange in Vietnam. Oh, my gosh. And so he had pancreatic cancer, diabetes, high blood pressure, uh, uh, double bypass, all sorts of So was it a surprise, or did stuff. you guys kind of all see it coming? Or? Well, we were young, so we it wasn't explained too much to, sure. to us, so it was pretty surprising. But uh, I went to college on his dime for, what, one, two, three, four, five? Five semesters, maybe. I went to mm-hmm. Northern Arizona University, Arizona State University, ran out of college money, moved to Los Angeles to be an actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was uh, 19. I'm, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And what's funny when you're 19 is you don't understand how long it takes to be successful as an actress in Hollywood. Right. I was there literally for about a year, uh, maybe a year and a half, and I hosted a Queen Mary thing with Oingo Boingo, and I helped build <laughs> the stage sets for that. And then I was in... Uh, Army of Darkness, and I was in Wayne's World too, and I was in. Uh, I did an extra. I shot a pilot with Rhea Perlman. She was going to go back to college oh, wow. after wow. Cheers, and it was called Pearl. Mm-hmm. And I was in that. The pilot never got picked up, but I was uh, going to be a recurring character yeah. on that thing. All this and like, and I'm like, this sucks. It's not working out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you just explain like <laughs> what, what what most people right now would be like. Yeah, great. Like people to be like, I'm great, staying for five more years. Great success. I, I almost, I great almost success. got on this pilot. This pilot almost got picked up. Like yeah. I'm staying. I, that's yeah. all. I would, yeah, that would be it. And like, yeah, yeah. But when you're 19, it's like, oh, yeah. And then is, you yeah. go back to LA. I go back to LA many, many years later after I was a comedian for three years. I actually didn't go because I was a comedian. I went because of uh, the job that I do within the government. I got asked to go up there and help and do something. But I was there for three years, and I was like. I finally got onto the main stage at the improv to do 10 minutes and I finally got to do Venice Underground and it took me three years. And then meanwhile, you know, 20 years earlier, I was in three motion pictures as an extra (laughs) and had a stunt credit in one of them and was doing all this extra and, and, and I'm like, this is not going anywhere. I'm joining the Navy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, sometimes I wonder, like, well, what would have happened? If- right. What a backward story, too. Most people leave the Navy. They'd be like, yeah, you know, they get tired of the Navy. And they're like, no, I'm going to I'm going to go to Hollywood. Like, no, Hollywood, <laughs> man. So you go in at 21. Yep. And what is because uh, I've been I married into a military family uh, like my, my Melissa was like raised uh, in the Air Force. And her dad was a Colonel Sanders. Is her dad was Colonel Sanders. D.H. is his name or C.S. Actually, uh, <laughs> it's Colonel Sanders. We're doing all at least you got the C right. Yeah. Okay, Colonel. Yeah. (laughs) So you go in at twenty one. Yeah. Are your what's the immediate as far as like I'm I'm always just so curious about 
female on a boat life like just because it's so military life in general it's you know it's uh chauvinistic it's uh you know it's alpha male you know it's that's in the nature of it or at least stereotypically and then you just put it all on a boat too so now it's bottled up uh, the the only at the time the only boats women were allowed in were huge boats, oh, uh, interesting. three to five thousand personnel aircraft carriers, uh, particularly in the nuke program uh, because they're the ones with reactors on them. Uh, however, there I didn't get to a boat because I was in school for so long. Oh, I see. So it was immediate nuke power training command in okay. Orlando, um, but that was it was still kind of a, a culture shock. Um, because it was just so many dudes mm-hmm. uh, for how many women were there. Sure. Um, but, I mean, it was it, same kind of struggles, it just a little more amplified, like, because it was just all dudes for so long yeah. that they got used to, to, and even in engineering parlance, when you talk about male and female components, mm. they were like, mm, can we do that anymore? And I'm just like 21, like, do whatever the f*** you want. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, Speaking it, the language they know. <laughs> and trying to, yeah. uh, because it's, you know, you're trying to fit in. And I, I've seen it continue uh, on um, in other areas of life, like gamers, mm-hmm. I, I've seen women attack other women like, ah, you stupid, you just need to ch- lighten up. So what? He had sex with you and you're drunk. Just chill the f- out. And I'm like, you're talking that way because you hang out with gamers yeah. who will hey. attack you if you don't talk like that. Right. Yeah. So I see where you're coming from. And then, you know, then they just then they don't talk to me anymore. And that's fine. But, mm-hmm. I, you know, I get it. And so you do have to sort of uh, either adapt or become a target. Right. Yeah, it feels like there's a tension there of like wanting to become, for lack of a better term, one of the boys so your life is made easier, but at the same time helping them evolve. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and it's it's pretty dire too, at least it was for me. It's, it's almost not just talking like one of the boys. The reason I exited the military early was because I was a, a survivor of military sexual trauma, military sexual oh, assault. I didn't know that. So, and I've, I've been in a documentary about it. I've spoken at many colleges and universities about it, so I'm happy to openly talk about it. But it, it goes so far beyond that sometimes mm. where, it, you know, to be one of the guys now, to be one of the guys, I have to shut up about what that was and not report oh. it. And then because the people who I work directly with and for, and then also in a secondary, um, which by itself would be a problem, but because of the other things that had happened, Mm -hmm. I had an instructor who uh, wanted to date me in order to give me good grades. And so that's just something you go along with in order Mm -hmm. to be one of the guys. So the being one of the guys is a little more... You're not... You're not a guy because like they're not treating you like it's like you're being one of the guys, but it's like you're not you're not on the equal. It'd be one thing if it was like, oh, you're one of the guys, so like, hey, we're gonna go out and have some beers, but you're one of the guys as like, hey, I want to date you so to get you a you know to yep. get you good grades. It's yeah. like not like what you know. It's like you're you're playing along, but not getting any of the any of the, the benefits, benefits of, being of like the, the full yeah. thing. Because yeah, if I were truly one of the guys, uh, everybody around me would have worked would have taken a bullet for me. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Instead of doing what they did, yeah. so it's it's a it's a different dynamic. Yeah. Uh, but it's I mean, so what you know, an extreme version of what we think of like happened on the show Mad Men. That's crazy. I mean, I remember when I was in school, going kind of when we talk about the language. I remember when I was in uh, I was a, a linguist, and I spent a lot of time in sc- at Monterey. And when we were in school, I remember the first month I was there, they had this big. Uh, all hands meeting because all it's a it was a joint training base so it was mil- marines uh air force navy everybody they had a all hands meeting because um all like there was a bunch of 
like the Marines, there's like a big thing going around where all the Air Force girls were being called air mattresses, and everyone there, oh. and like the 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 base commander, oh. I think it was an army commander, came out. And neither said, of you flinched it's when not you said even that. Clever. It's, I, neither of you, you guys both are like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so like, they, as we a had, civilian, I was like, that's this the, is the grossest job. thing I've ever this heard. Is, and I was I was oh, I was 26. I was 20. I think I turned 25 actually on my birthday. I was in basic training. I was 25, so I was like kind of old. Like, you know, at this point, I was like, I felt like I was at work. You know, and people are like, yeah. so you have this meeting. You're like, okay, this is kind of a weird meeting. And then the next, like a week later, they stopped calling. And then they're like, they said, if you if you ever hear like you know if anyone hears someone being called an air mattress, it's gonna be um we're gonna you know you're gonna get in trouble. Then the next week, oh, and then all the girls we called pits. And that was like the new thing. And that was like written all over the wall. Like it was like a whole thing mm. where it was like this big. So it was like trying to correct. It was almost like trying to correct the language almost made it, made it, made it's it like worse, which is weird. It's like when Howard Stern was on Clear Channel. He had to be more creative. Uh, mm. You know, he can't say, all right, well, I'll say this instead. And, right. and so they just find it just, just, it just move it other yeah. ways. It's just, so, it just so weird to think that like. Just to be like to be at because you're at, you know you're you're at work all the time and even when we're in school we're still like it's that's that's what our job was that was my first month in like at, on active duty like was that that yeah, they that didn't know how twice. to correct it they right, have no right. idea how to correct it in yeah. fact on our base SARP which is the I don't know sexual assault uh, something program uh, risk prevention okay. Uh, dumbest thing. They're first. They're, they had these giant posters around that said, uh, "Ask her when she's sober." That was one of their uh, ideas. That's one of for how to stop sexual <laughs> Let's assault. Put this in the military. on a poster. Ask and her when she's sober. Uh, that was one of them. Uh, use the buddy system. So like they would show these little videos, these training videos, and that was the other thing. They got everybody together in these massive meetings yeah. and said, "These women are going to make your life hell, and so you have to learn how to be this way now." <sighs> and so they sit you down and they show you this video of these of this woman. She's leaving a place like at work at night, and she's walking, and some guys all hey hey grabbing at her, and she like runs back to the place where she was, and she's like, "This guy grabbed me," and the first thing the dude says is, "Well, you didn't take your buddy," <laughs> <laughs> and she's like. A guy grabbed me. Yeah. Like, why is this my like? Yeah. And then she, you know, and then she probably gets written up for not taking her buddy. Yeah. Right. They don't write the dude up for grabbing. I mean, it's like, a good you. point. <laughs> they, the, but they had the buddy rule. I mean, there's more to grab. This is the guy who's have more. It's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, it's, it's. I see their point. It's so crazy. It's it is really nuts. It's nuts because, you know, there's like the there's the whole ideal of like you know you join the military and it's like you know you're like hey thank you so much you're doing you know like it's like this no like doing it is this, this noble thing and the reality is like a much a much much different uh not, not that it's not that it's all like not that it's all terrible i don't want to put it that way but it is much different than and i had and like i said i had a diet military experience yeah i was in school Force, for yeah. two and a half years two two years and i was in korea for Two years and like three months, and, and was it like, was the Air Force. Let's and it was be the fair. Air Force. I wasn't an Army base though, and it was really hard. <laughs> well, you got paid. <laughs> That's what the money's for. I didn't even get like a walk-in closet. I didn't even get a walk-in closet. My favorite <laughs> Mad Men line. <laughs> She's like, it would just be nice if you would thank me for my work. That's what the money's for. <laughs> but it is. It, there's like that weird disconnect between when you think like yeah, the going in and then housewife you, here, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's, we're glad you fly the plane. We have to think about this. It's a bunch of 18 and 21. It is. And that's the, big, yeah. that's the biggest part. When you're older, especially when you're older, mm -hmm. going in there, you you like realize really quickly. I mean, I got put in charge of just showing up. 
I was in charge of stuff just because they're oh, like. I thought you meant you got put in charge of showing up. No, yeah. no, no, just you know, just showing up. You get put in charge because you're older than everybody. You're like, yeah. oh, you know, even though you, you have a higher ASVAB. Yeah, you just come in there like, look at oh, this hey. man's beard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, how did you get even come this in with some patches yeah. and some rankings? Like, I shaved last night. I promise you. Guys like, lived a life. Yeah, <laughs> he's gnarled. got stories. <laughs> His beard's older than a lot of these guys. <laughs> you're salty. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but no, it's true. 26 is really old. I was 21, and they, they were they thought I was an old lady. Yeah, so you it's, get like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially when you're in school, too, and you're like, yeah, it's all a bunch of kids that are 19, 18, 19, and yeah, and then you're like in charge of like making sure kids don't drink in a dorm room when you're like, I'm just trying to like, I got to study, man. Like, I don't <laughs> care what these kids are doing. Yeah. But you have to like be like, well, like, hey, man, you're supposed to be up by 10, you know, like. Right. At the same time, I'm just like, I I went from being the person who was getting taught, you know, because I, I still thought I was young. I was 25 years old. Like, ask a 25-year-old if they I respect they're in no charge. Exactly. So. Ask a 25-year-old to be in charge of a Claire's, the and they would probably mess it up. You know what I'm saying? So, like, <laughs> then you come up, and you're like, hey, I know you have no experience of being in charge of anybody. I'm also the youngest of, like, all my siblings, so I've never had, like, this. Right. And they're like, hey, now here's 30 testosterone-filled you know, like men that you have to like actually try to like take it. And so I didn't take it very seriously. I remember one of the first um, military like experiences I had was I went to, uh, we were going on to a base. So we were, I was with my wife's dad and their family and we're going on to um, a base and um, you know, I I know nothing of this world, absolutely nothing. And we go and he shows this thing and it's ID. I'm sure that's what it's called. I'm actually like, what's it called? I don't know. Shows his nipple. We're in this. Yeah, like, we're oh, in this um, shows his branding. Within this thing, it's a car. You're in a car. Yeah, and the air you're wearing a hat. Tattooed. It's all the same words. What it is. <laughs> there was a gate. And, yeah. Uh, on a road. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. There. Uh, it then there's some spikes. I mean, recently, it, honestly, it looked like a. What it, when you leave the rental car center? It was it's the same a toll idea. booth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we go in and except uh, the dude's got a gun. Right. Well, yeah. and that yeah. was the joke that he made because I remember I was like, that was all business, and you know he's a pretty jovial guy, and he's like, yeah, you don't make jokes with nineteen-year-olds that have automatic weapons around <laughs> <laughs> no even if yeah. they're wearing funny hats yeah yeah yeah. that's not like hey have a little haha time you got a little red stripe on your pants that's cute <laughs> <laughs> what's that about so when you like think about it i don't know how often i mean if this is because you had a, a pretty traumatic experience but you said you continue to tour and speak about it um is it this is getting better is this it still needs voices and advocates as far as the experience goes i mean i know there's a you know a different layer now too with the you know the repeal of donuts hotel and the uh you know the transgender, transgender argument band. like it's all you know there like there's more to it there yeah. uh but is this something that you feel is getting better or is it as bad as it's ever been i i can't speak about uh the last couple years but I, I it has gotten better um it, and that's I can't tell you why I know that but <laughs> I love this podcast. it has gotten I love <laughs> speaking in secret <laughs> it like has gotten better right uh, now. the number of uh reported uh assaults and, and harassment has gone up but that is because there are now uh things in place mechanisms, to yeah. mechanisms like to allow for those things to happen there's more reporting yeah yeah, yeah. so it, it's kind of like how all of a sudden uh average joe white guys all man there's a lot of black people getting beat up by cops and and we're like it's always happened yeah. <laughs> uh we just have phones there's now more cameras. With cameras yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
So it's kind of that. We're shedding more light on it, so it seems like it's getting worse, and and, and that's why everyone constantly says it will get worse before it gets better, but um, I, I do think it's better. There's more awareness, um, and then I think the Me Too movement kicked it into overdrive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, think, and they, it, I think that's true for any industry because, uh, you know, after getting out of the military and, and going around the country, being in the film, talking about all that stuff, you become a comedian, and then it happens to you as a comedian. And you're like, this mm. is my escape. This is the one thing I do. I take all of these traumatic stories, and I turn them into jokes to make people laugh so that I can get over it. Like, that's mm-hmm. what that's what comedy is to me. It's not what it is for everybody, but that's what it is to me. And now you're taking my one safe space, mm-hmm. uh, and I hate to use the word safe space, but, like, the, the thing that is getting me over this, and you're doing it to me here, too, and now I'm pissed. And mm. so... Uh, I think that is also getting better, and I all I think that all kind of came to a, a a head when the Me Too movement happened. Unfortunately, what happened uh, to me it was way back in the '90s, and so right. it, it took. You know, we thought with Tailhook mm-hmm. it would it would stop, and no. And then we thought now with Me Too, I think these are just big leaps forward, and we're just not quite there. It almost seems asymptotic, like we're never going to get to the mm-hmm. <laughs> to the line. But um, That's a word I don't know. You're going to have to define that one for me. Okay. I've nodded along on a few things. Frog I, I, need, <laughs> I need that one. Frog jumps towards a rock half the distance each time, never gets to the rock. It's graphed uh, like this. Oh, yeah, 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 I see. Where the line slowly approaches mm. zero but never gets there. Okay. That would be an inverse asymptote. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dustin, come on, man. So, <laughs> Air Force, man. <laughs> Educated Air Force. Well, I do think it's getting better. I think, uh, and like anything, it will never be where we want it to be. We just have to keep pushing to, to, to make it better. But there have been, uh, I think, big leaps forward in these mm-hmm. certain instances. Uh, and I'm hoping it happens again too. And and in fact, when the when the film came out, the it's called the Invisible War. Mm-hmm. Um, and the coolest thing about that is everyone who was in that film, including myself, they said, "We'll do this movie, but we're not bashing the military, right? Because I don't hate the military, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't bash the military, and I wouldn't stop anybody from being in the military, uh, and I care very much about it." Uh, and so it's interesting that everybody that that happened to was like, this isn't an anti-military movie. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. And they did a really good job with it. And they put it out. It was uh, uh, Amy Jeering and Kirby Dick, the mm-hmm. guy who did Thank You for Not Smoking. Mm-hmm. And, I love it, yeah. And so he, uh, he, did a really, he did a really good job with that. And that movie got a lot of, uh, at least, uh, I don't know if it got public uh, movement forward like the Me Too movement did or Tailhook did. But it at least got like people like Kristen Gillibrand were trying to fight to get the decision as uh, the decision about whether or not to prosecute a sexual assault out of the hands of the commander of the base. Mm-hmm. And the reason you want to do that is because the commander has a conflict of interest. Because if he goes after every rape on his base, then he's got the most rapes of any <laughs> commander right. on his base. And so yeah, he, he, he doesn't want to do that. So they're like, take it out of his hands don't or her hands. Don't make it their fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know... It is, but it isn't, and right. you don't want to make it hard. You don't want to make it uh, negative for them to mm-hmm. look into these things, and that failed, unfortunately. Yeah. We were part of that lawsuit, and they ended up deciding um, that rape is actually a, a, a hazard, a occupational hazard in the military. Just like. Yeah, uh, slipping on a wet floor. Straight yeah. up. That's why the people are like, <laughs> like well, that's what why you, you have think to wear if you were going to put women with men? Oh. Yeah. Uh, to which I say 13% of people who are raped in the military are men. So is that what happens when you put men with men? Right. Mm-hmm. So, mm, you know. Yes. I just <laughs> yeah. two words. You in can't that see scenario. it. It's one of those, like, uh, it's interesting what you said about, like, the reporting thing. Because, um, you know, when progress has metrics, 
like that, then the solutions can be compromised. It reminds me of uh, education. So like, like testing, same idea. So testing is the metric, like the statewide testing. And so the teachers know that a test is not the measure of a good student or certainly not the measure of a good person. And if they don't focus on the testing, though, then they're the bad teacher, sure. you know? Yep. <laughs> so very similar of just like, okay, well, this isn't necessarily preparing this kid for Combine that with paying them $35,000 a year. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're like, well, okay, yeah. I'm just going to make them pass this test and f*** you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's my only hope. I'm going to get into the next grade and then get the next, you know, get the next group in. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, why a lot of uh, people just keep getting up through the system and, and why you, you end up in a college class with people needing to take math 50, you know, and you're like, how did you get here? (laughs) Um, I'm glad you're here. Yeah. Welcome. Oh, I, I, but why do I have to teach you fractions? Yeah. I backdoored my way into college with math. It was just like, (laughs) that sounds dirty. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Yeah. You know, backdooring. (laughs) Because I did backdoor my way into those grades at New School. (laughs) (laughs) It's an old Navy term, actually. It's, um, (laughs) back hatch. Aft, aft hatch. I aft hatched my way. <laughs> I do feel like the way I got my college degree was like gaming the system. Like it was, like, and I got a g- degree from a good school. Like I went to the University of Washington, which is a pretty prestigious you school. Yeah. But the they had this thing where they needed more people to go to community college because the universities were full. And so, like, listen, like if you go to community college and you graduate with a two point five zero, like that's it we will create a thing called the DTA, which was the direct transfer agreement. It existed for one year. That <laughs> I know, and that's how I got into college. I got in an AA. You wrecked it for everybody else. And I was they like, were like, you we're said. shutting this <laughs> yeah. down. Yeah. How, right. did, how did DN get in yeah. here? <laughs> Shut get down. Out of here, yeah. And then look at all these juniors' grades. Like, these kids are dumb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me really excited to have my kids in the education system. <laughs> We uh the, yeah the the I went to my early years I went to most mostly Catholic school. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey G, you just keep getting more interesting. So you, <laughs> you, did you go to Catholic high school too the whole way? Uh, not the whole way. Uh, two and a half years. Tell me about um, those. Then years. they decided uh, I was probably not a good fit. Did you get kicked out? School. You got kicked out of Catholic kind school. Of. It was sort of mutually exclusive. <laughs> uh, you guys part decision. <laughs> you and the nuns. Yeah. Yeah. You got together. You know it's not a good fit. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'll uh, break your heart having a nun give up on you. That'll. Well, I I might have earned it. <laughs> yeah. Um, was it all girls or or co-ed? It was all girls. Uh, Six hundred students all told. Uh, there would have been two hundred sixty in my graduating class, and uh, I had a mohawk, so they were a little wary of me. But I was a straight A student, and and the way that they did the school there is every single grade is weighted. So it's like you know at a public school they have some AP classes that sure. have weighted mm-hmm. grades, and then they have some regular classes that are regular grades. This school all the grades are weighted. Everything's AP. And so it, it was. It was a college preparatory school, um, and it was Jesuit Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, Those are the smart ones. Yeah, all girls. Ignatius. And uh, we had an all boys school um, down the street, oh, and they right. were the ones who we did our dancers and mixers with. Yeah. But I, of course, didn't date any of them. I dated the public school. Yeah, free shit. Because the Mohawk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I 
I was my like I said, my dad died when I was sixteen, so mm-hmm. I, I was just a messed up kid when I was sixteen. Um, I had an excellent, excellent taste in music and style and fashion. Um, <laughs> some might say I was troubled, but uh, I thought I was rad. <laughs> <laughs> it's two two sides of the same coin, I think. Mm. Yeah, I bet those public school dudes thought you were pretty rad too. I was very popular. Yeah, <laughs> at your school, Mohawk or? and a Catholic school uniform. Oh man, <laughs> wow, goes over pretty well. That is very specific. <laughs> it goes down. It goes down well. And, and I didn't mean that to say that. It, yeah. it, it goes over very well. I got gotcha. you. Uh, what were and did you have like a cool car to complement the whole thing? No, I had a Hyundai Excel. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, you know, that's terrible. It added it's to around, some. Yeah, yeah. 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 they'd be like, oh, and she's also down to earth because she has the Excel. You know, we the, were good. We were upper middle class, but we weren't like super rich like right. some of the kids that went there. Um, There's a few ways to like ruin a kid. And so they all had Volkswagen nice Cabriolet yeah. convertibles. Oh, for sure. Yeah, if you're if you give your kid their first car a nice car, then you're like, hey, I'm just gonna make it so nobody likes you. I you work in Coronado and I saw a kid with the driving a Raptor, like a Ford Raptor. It's like a sixty-five thousand dollars. I don't even right. know what that is. It's a Super expensive truck. It's a super nice, yeah. like expensive, like truck. Mm. And I saw some kid driving the other day. I was like, "This kid's the only vehicle." There's not a lot of good outcome. Is its for this front kid. arms too small? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, is yeah. it just rear wheel it's drive? Fueled by like <laughs> venom too, yeah. like a little yeah. poisonous yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When the when the timing starts to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it's the only vehicle on Coronado that's not a golf cart. Yeah. So it really, really <laughs> How does stands it even out. Fit on the Coronado <laughs> yeah, road. Yeah, yeah. It stands out. Yeah. It takes the whole bridge yeah. as yeah. it goes over. It's the cause of the traffic across <laughs> the span every time. One thing that I was interested to talk to you about is, um, you know, this is something that you know we talk about a lot. Me and my wife, and as friends, uh, as other people as well, and and it's something that you wrestle through a lot raising kids right now who have like a, you know, like what kids know about like politics and news is very limited, you know, like our, but like (laughs) my son's like, it's like very popular where we live to like, for everyone to make fun of Trump. And like, like they, Joel brought this poster home that had like little cartoons of all of the presidents. And he wrote one thing on two of the presidents, only two of the presidents. One was Zachary Taylor because we're related to him. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which is a most random yeah. president ever Privilege. to be really- yeah. yeah, well, exactly. well yeah, yeah, that was a long time ago. He's the only uh, president to die in office of natural causes. Mm. That's that's our legacy right there. He was one of he was like Washington. He got a lot to live up to. Right. Yeah. He was like Washington where they're like, "Hey, we need a guy to be in charge. Who is our good general?" He was one of those guys. Yeah. 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 So they put him in and then so he wrote that like great uncle or something like that. And then the other one was Trump and he just wrote soups racist. <laughs> <laughs> I love kids, dude. That's so great. Soup's racist. Soup's racist. <laughs> oh, that's what the that's what the senior in Trump Senior stands for. Yeah, Soup's racist. Yeah, and the junior is just junior racist. Just yeah. racist. Just, 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 just racist. racist. Soup's racist. <laughs> just racist. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it, and it's how hard. Old, how old? He is eleven. He that's did that fantastic. when he was ten. Uh, but that's just schoolyard stuff because you know they those kids live in social media, and yeah. the social media that they see, even though Joel's not on it, is you know pretty anti-making. And then he lives with me, which is you know 
even though like we're pretty moderate politically, like our currency is humor. So like, mm-hmm. there's just nobody that I That's won't. That's a make... gold mine of jokes, though. Yeah, with Trump, and he is soups racist. <laughs> <laughs> just ask an eleven year old; they know what's up, dude. They're saying that like. That's so in crazy. between four square serves. That's really funny. Yeah, <laughs> it is funny. Like when he like that, he looms so large compared to like. I mean, when you were going, when we were growing up, I mean. You didn't really like if someone asked you who the president was when you were ten years old, you'd have to like you'd have to really think about the it. The first you know time saying? I like, really knew what was going on as a kid was not because of Bill Clinton, but because of a specific intern. Oh, uh, sure. Went, that was the first Saturday time. Live, yeah, I used to watch the last Saturday Night Live, so you could get it. From well, just that was a he got impeached. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like that was a massive story. And you're like, why is the why president? Why are you all about Reagan? Because my parents were Reagan Republicans. There you go. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then I was, by the time I hit college, that was my first election was Clinton. Mm-hmm. Ferris Bueller taught me a, a lot about flag that. was the band. Was that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen to New Order. No. Yeah, exactly. um, but yeah, I, I found out just recently though, that we actually have a lot of fans listening to our podcast that are uh, tweens. Oh, interesting. Hmm. And I was like, what? Because we say f- all the time. Right. And t- Okay. This will easily be our most bleeped episode. That's <laughs> <not> true. <laughs> um, and, you know, we we do it. We say, hey, we're, we're comics before we're journalists. But uh, people still get a little upset. They're like, you, oh, yeah, you yeah, could yeah. catch more honey, flies with honey, and, and be a good girl. You know, I'm yeah. like, I can't. Who wants flies? Uh, like, who wants all these? Who's... who's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great, great analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. <gasps> I love flies. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but I found out, like, people have started writing me letters, like, oh, and because I've asked, I was like, if you've got a tweet, because I found out that these uh, couple little girls in Maryland were really into me, and they oh, lives listen, because her mom uh, tweeted, she was like, yeah, I was sitting there, and I was talking to my husband about Matthew Whitaker, and my 12-year-old goes, do you mean Matthew Whitaker <laughs> because that's what we call him on the show <laughs> and uh, she goes where'd you hear that she's like Mueller she wrote and so she started listening she's like oh my god this is great I love it uh, and they're military families yeah. too which is interesting but she actually has um, two autistic brothers and she so she helps uh, she volunteers at a summer camp to help autistic children uh, because one in 59 military children have autism and then also Wait, she is that, is that just a, is there certainly there's no cause and effect there uh, there aren't any uh, studies that I am satisfied with the findings to determine why. Okay, so it's um, just it's a stat though. Yeah, it is a stat. Um, and so, mm-hmm. but she and she's like real, and she helped uh, that and uh, Chef Andres when they had the government oh, shutdown. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. doing all that. She dragged her whole family out there. I'm like, what a bunch of cool kids. So I said, let me shout him out on the pod, and I shout him out by name, and they're like. Wah! <laughs> and so then we found out all about all these different uh, young kids that wow. it's mostly girls who are listening to our yeah. podcast and we're like, oh, cool. Man. <laughs> 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 um, At least like you're informative, like, you know, when like uh, we would listen to like inappropriate stuff or like dirty words, it would just be like for the sake of the dirty word. Yeah. At least they're picking up some news and info That's and they're, true. Le- you know, thinking yeah. critically and all those kind of I things. I was the youngest of four boys by nine years. I listened to a lot of jerky boys because it was just easier to let me listen to stuff that was appropriate. And that I'm talking about. At least you were learning something. So I just learned That's how to do prank calls. Point. I mean, I didn't really <laughs> learn a really big appreciation for prank calls, which I <laughs> carry to this day. Thank God that era Watching the over. Playboy <laughs> channel through the blurred out line. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is that Mueller? Yeah, that's what's (laughs) happening. (laughs) Well, what I was getting at, too, was so, like, I would be curious, even more so now, since you mentioned you have, you know, young listeners, is, you know, to me, and uh, 
this could be my own flaws as a human of the challenge now is of staying informed is is knowing what's true it's uh it's epistemology it's the study of truth it's the okay information is presented to me how do i know if this is true how do i determine if this is an accurate or for lack of a better term what's fake news and what's not and and what a great teaching moment what a great uh time to be a child in so that you can have parents who guide you to how to look those things up and Mm. and verify for yourself whatever it is you you know i would be if i had kids which i don't so it's easy for me to tell you what you should do if you have them (laughs) no that's why i asked bring me what you if you or wondering if something is true bring it to me let's look it up let's try to find out let's try to verify it let's look and see what we know as sources to be credible and what we know as sources to not be and and this is going to be perfect when they go into college because you are going to get laughed out of a room if you try to bring a Breitbart article in to, mm-hmm. to cite a source in a paper. Right. They'll I mean, laugh you out of the, the room. College, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> unless you go to Liberty University. Yeah. But, but, you know, then you can talk about what credible sources are. You can talk about what, uh, you know, uh, credible sources are. You can talk about I mean, there's just you can talk about civics. You can be like, all right, well, this is an interesting question. Let's talk about why mm. um, the grand jury can subpoena um, uh, this person, but they can't, they can't subpoena or they're not going to subpoena this person. And we can have a little sort of schoolhouse rock moment and talk mm. about how the government works. Uh, I think that that th- that has been lacking for the last two decades. Uh, and that's actually you could say since Nixon. Uh, everyone was sort of into it for a while, and then it died off, and now here we are, our Gen Xers, like, not giving a Right. And and the this is what happens when we become apathetic about the news that we get in the government, because fake news is not a new thing. That was sure. that happened back in, sure. in during Watergate and, and mm-hmm. just well before that, too. And we forget, and we, and we get apathetic, and then we end up with the government we deserve, and I think that that's why... It's these mm. these questions, I think, bring excruciatingly teachable moments that that uh, um, I, I would be excited uh, to to show anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's a, a great perspective that I have not had. <laughs> <laughs> and granted, they haven't asked a lot Soup's of hard questions. Soup's racist is pretty good. Because, <laughs> again, I'm just like, if it's not funny, I have no interest in it. That is, is, a, and yeah. you can't use a meme that you found on Facebook oh, to defend your your position yeah. you need to find a credible if there's no means. citable source and you'd be like right. here's this and here's why i think this yeah. and here's my debate and i don't know i just think it's kind amazing of a cool if, moment. like in the future you just see kids reports all memes and then the bibliography is just like the urls <laughs> <laughs> just a link to people's instagram yeah. oh, do you no. think that in, in, oh it's I, idiocracy is it's real oh, yeah. we have oh, to yeah, stop that even, yeah no i haven't rewatched it it's gonna be one or the other we're at a crossroads yeah we're either gonna go down to costco law degrees and meme dissertations or we're going to be able to stay on the on the path that we should be on i fortunately don't have children so no legacy right. so i don't give a f- <laughs> uh, well, cool. uh, <laughs> i'm kidding i wouldn't be doing this if i didn't give a f- <laughs> well do you think that the uh and this would be a good place to wrap up do you think that it's um because the overall uh the common denominator to me in apathy the common denominator that we talked about of like, okay, these things are happening that we, they've been happening that we didn't know about, but they've, you know, we see them now is just the quantity of information. Um, and that's the hard part is the sifting. 
And I think that does lead to apathy. I think I think it leads to atrophy too. If you're just like, oh, decision fatigue. fatigue or, yeah, what do I? Where do I even land on this? That's the whole reason I put this thing together. Mm. Is because there's so much information coming out, and just in this investigation right. alone. And I didn't want people to get fatigued by it. I didn't want people to lose faith. I didn't want people to lose hope. I wanted to bring it in a funny way to keep people interested and keep people engaged. Gets why I give everybody nicknames. Yeah. Um, and make it like a you know because we have we have a reality TV star mm-hmm. keeping it interesting for his group of people who he needs sure. to keep it entertaining yeah. and interesting for and and everybody over here is so serious and uh, here's details and information and facts and things right, and like right, you right. you can't do that anymore because we take in data. 1600 times more a day than we did in the mm. first 100,000 years we were humans or something like that. Yeah. Some cra- and I'm, I'm making that up, but it's something crazy right. like that. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. Uh, and you're right. Just having to go through it and sift through all of it is 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 fatiguing and, and uh, it, it makes you want to disengage. Mm-hmm. You know? So I, I get that. Well, I appreciate that uh, you actually did something about it. Mm-hmm. Like you took an action. Um, because I, you know, in general, like... Like I mentioned, even just personally, politically, I land pretty much in the middle, which is how you when you're raised by like a super conservative rednecky dad. Oh, exactly. Super Taylor. Liberal, my yeah. <laughs> well, and then and, but in. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right. No, that's, <laughs> yeah, not bragging. Uh, that could not be more the opposite of my yeah, childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Soup's moderate. Yeah. Soup. But anyway, what I'm saying is the uh, I think many, many people uh, share the uh that same uh, sentiment yeah. that we were talking about and then regardless of where you land politically you're like well i'm gonna do something about it like i'm gonna i'm gonna sift through information i'm gonna try and present arguments i'm gonna have a good time with it we're gonna do it in our own unique unique voice as opposed to doing with the other thing which is which a lot of tendencies including my own which is be like whatever Mm-hmm. It just will work itself out. I'll just send a dumb tweet out every once in a while. That'll make a difference. <laughs> well, that's also kind of what I'm depending on is that our justice system and our system of government and our system of civics and the way that the Constitution was written and the way that it was amended will make it so you can be like, whatever, and things will probably end up being okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of the point of reputational government. You mm-hmm. kind of vote for somebody who you think like, yeah, and then you take care of it. I'm yeah. going to go. Uh, that's the whole republic part yeah, of it. Yeah. I don't have go to do Knott's this. Berry this Farm is on you. Day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you say Knott's Berry, Knott's Berry Farm? <laughs> I forget I don't live in Cerritos, California anymore. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go to <laughs> Soak City. <laughs> well, AG, we appreciate you doing this. Yeah, and, no problem. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, yeah, MullerSheWrote.com, at MullerSheWrote on Twitter. Um, just go to any podcast platform, search for Muller, she wrote, uh, and you'll find it. Will people like this if they're the descendant of a president or no? Uh, uh, yeah, I think you will. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, thank you. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. If you have not done so already, please rate and subscribe. Follow us on all the social medias and share with all of your friends. Also, if you want to shoot us a note, uh, you can email us at don'tmakemecomebacktheir at gmail.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode and you have not done so already, please go back and listen to all the episodes we've done before. Thanks so much, everybody.